I'm Adam Rappaport. Welcome to the Bon Appetit Foodcast. Today we are talking food and fashion and whether the twain shall ever meet. And joining me in studio today is Leandra Medine, founder. Oh, hello. I was about to give you the intro. Hello, hello, hello. 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 Founder of Man Repeller. I want to get, I hope I get this right, a humorous site about serious fashion. You, yep, you got it right. Now it's a wrap for it. A humorous website for serious fashion. But also a very smart website. It's all those things. Well, so the other mission statement is where women can come and don't have to feel like their their intellect is being minimized because of their interest in fashion. And weirdly, that was less of a sellable, like, tag to throw throw out there. (laughs) I suppose. Um, Now, we're here because we're on the eve of New York Fashion Week, which Mm -hmm. starts in a couple of days here in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And... uh, this, this is kind of like your Super Bowl week, right? Sort of. But except you're not going to like Bud Light and, and Red Bull parties. Yeah, but the shoulder pads are equally <laughs> Oh, that's large. a good one. Wow. Yeah. All right. So you're going to your first shows on Thursday. Have you already picked your outfit out? I have not. But oh, I, come on. I didn't. And as I was coming here, I was writing a to-do list for tonight. And on that to-do list was, number one, record the inaugural episode of my own podcast, which is going to be called Monocycle. And number two, start to think about what I'm going to wear this week. It's kind of like your first day of school, right? Yeah. yeah, I have a funny thing with clothing lately because the last thing I want to think about is what I'm going to wear. I just want to feel great. And so I'm I'm starting to really understand the value of a uniform. Um, I have not yet acted on that understanding because I'm still like trying on so many identities for size, but getting dressed has been annoying. Yeah. Listeners, I promise we will get to food shortly, but that's, <laughs> it is fascinating that that notion of uniform and, and you look at so many fashion designers like the Eddie Slamans or Mark Jacobs of the world or Raph Simmons. Sorry, we're going into wait, wait, deep fashion speak here. Um, but it's amazing how many of those guys, they, they'll just do like the white dress shirt and black pants or white dress yeah. shirt and khakis, and they'll wear the exact same thing every day. I don't really want to decide what I'm having for lunch either. Mm. I just want someone <laughs> to put a freaking avocado sandwich in front of me without me having to decide, like, is it really going to be a tofu scramble today or do I want the avocado sandwich? Just feed me. I worked at GQ for years back in the day and would go to fashion shows, and and I was always amazed that the fashion department at GQ, the people who really produce the shoots and make the magic. Um, they would go to, you know, show after show after show. Fashion week is a hustle. And you'd get in the fashion wagon with them and they would have power bars and bags of raw almonds. And that's all they would eat all day. And it was the most depressing thing Quest in the world. bars, man. Quest. So, yeah, so what is your routine? So you're going to a bunch of shows. How do you, how do you subsist? So I would say that Quest bars really are the unsung hero of fashion week. What flavors or what? How do you, I've never had a Quest bar. Oh, I, I don't know if they're new. I think that yeah. maybe... Um, that Tanya Zuckerbrot from the F Factor told women that they will remain thin if they eat these bars. Okay. And so they've started to become really popular, but they're incredibly filling, like upward of 20 grams of protein in them. And they taste like candy. Um, but I am I am very, very adamant about eating whole real foods, for yeah. sure. But how, uh, do you, but how do you do that when you are in a car, going to a show, in a car, going to a show, running around from 9 a.m. till like, you know, midnight or something. Lots of smoothies. Lots of smoothies. Smoothies and fruit and vegetable bags, cups. Do you throw stuff in your shoulder bag? I do. I've, I always have nuts on me. I'm nuts about nuts. Nuts about nuts. Mm-hmm. Mm. Macadamia nuts, Smooth. unsung hero of nuts. I always feel like those are the nuts that I'm like, these nuts can't be at all good for you because they're they so buttery. So good. But that's it's okay. It's good oil. It's good. <laughs> Brazil nuts are really good for you. Um, 
Yeah, but no one likes those. I know. That's like Why it, is you that? know they're good because they don't taste good. They, they're kind of a tannic to take that sort of like wine word. You know, I don't know. They're too big. They don't taste good. <laughs> they're too big. Yeah, I don't. I just refuse to eat those. Um, so Fashion Week this week, along and oftentimes it intersects with the high holy days. Mm-hmm. And you're a nice Jewish girl from New York City. I sure am. So. How, does nice, that complicate? Nice ish. Does that complicate matters for you? So Rosh Hashanah is next Monday and Tuesday, basically. Yeah. So it starts Sunday evening. So I will be offline from uh, my last show on Sunday is going to be at three p.m. I'm closing out with Jakun, and then I will not be back until Wednesday morning. So how do? You, so what happens to man? Is does someone fill in for manrepeller.com and like do you have you know, at, uh, support troops? To sort yeah. Of- so we have. I mean, my team is definitely still very small, but. I have a deputy editor. She's been covering the shows with me for the last four, three, four seasons. Uh, She's a great writer, like more competent than I am. And we have photo editors and junior editors who like are very, very good at rising to the occasion and stepping up to the plate. But it's such a non-issue for me, right? Yeah. There's no conversation or decision to be made in my head. Jewish New Year or Fashion Week? Heritage wins. So you're the Sandy Koufax of fashion, which is, you can use that cool. from, from here on out. You have a more interesting sort of cultural background in terms of food and, 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 and Jewishness. Can you talk about that a little bit, where your parents yeah. are from? So my mom was born in Iran and grew up between Italy and Israel. And my dad is from Turkey and came here when he was 18. Um, he saw, <laughs> ah, this is my, okay. I just love telling this story because I don't know why it only occurred to me to ask my dad why he came to the United States in the last like five years. But he was like, you know, I was watching TV in the living room and that was back when there was only one TV per household. And that was only if you could afford a television. And And, that was a big deal. And two channels. Yeah. And there was a commercial on the TV and there was a car on the road and the road was just so wide. And this road (laughs) was supposed to be America. And I said, I want to go there. And so he literally packed his bags and was like, all right, guys, I'm going to the first college that'll accept me in the United States. And that was um, Gaines- in Gainesville. The University he, of Florida? Mm-hmm. He went wow. to the University of Florida and he landed did he play here. Foot- did he play football there? No, absolutely not. <laughs> he landed here and went to Taco Bell and literally lived on tacos for like four e- or three years because he didn't finish college. But like McDonald's and tacos. And he was like, this is great. What are what were all those little bananas and crap that we were eating <laughs> over there in Turkey? Did he know that Taco Bell is actually not kosher? My dad was not kosher. This is actually a really funny story, too, because when my parents met, my mom had obviously grown, not obviously, but she had grown up quite religious, and she asked my dad if he was kosher, and he had no notion of what that even meant. Really? But he was was raised Jewish. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was raised Jewish, but it was that situation where he's like, oh, my mom's lighting those candles again. I guess that means that dinner is coming up. Yeah. Friday night. Exactly. But anyway, so, I mean, fundamentally, he must have been, his family had to have been considerably Jewish because they didn't convert in Spain. Yeah. They left and landed in Turkey. It was not easy back then. No. Um, it's hard out here. Yeah. But anyway, so my mom was like, are you kosher? And he was like, I love kosher. <laughs> and kosher is a kind of cheese that's indigenous to Turkey. And literally, like, they go on to a meal. They're, I think they were at La Goulou. And my dad ordered a steak. And my mom was like, you're not kosher. What are you talking about? And he was like, I thought you were talking about the cheese. I would have gotten it on here if they had it, but they only have it in Turkey. So this is gonna be when you write the musical. That's going to be a big scene in the musical. Yeah. Uh, kosher, the musical. Um, well, that's so – all right. So then let's 
talk about all right so you grew up in a kosher household with mm-hmm. a with lots of mediterranean food Med, yeah so what was the food like and did your mom do all the cooking or my mom did a lot of the cooking uh she learned a lot of turkish meals from my grandmother and she also cooks persian but what's funny is that the the Persian food that's Jewish is different from the Persian food that's not. Mm. So there's some crossover, like a dish called tadig, and that is um, the bottom of the rice. Oh, it's all crispy? It's, yeah, it's crispy. It's made with eggs, sometimes potatoes. Mm. My mom throws cranberries in there every now and then. Wow. It's very, very good. But then there are these other dishes like gondi. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows gondi. Really? No, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> You're such a nerd. That was so really? exciting. I was like, we are connecting on a very culturally esoteric level right we now. We go deep here at Bon App. We know this stuff. <laughs> but anyway, so these are like these meatballs. Called with, Gandhi. Yeah. God. <laughs> they make you very, very moral. Mm, I don't know. I literally don't know what that means. Oh, Gandhi. I got, <laughs> oh, you got me. What? Are they oh, now? Do good. the meatballs have any sort of like currants or pine nuts so or anything? So many spices. There are sometimes they could have pine nuts, but not so frequently. My uh-huh. mom doesn't really <laughs> cook with pine nuts. Um, there's a little bit of rice in them. Um, every spice you could possibly think of, except for cumin, which we call kimun, and um, that's it. And curry. Those are the only two things that are essentially not in it. And then there we have this thing called like choresh. 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 <laughs> and it is, it's dill and spinach and beef. Ooh, like ground beef yeah. sort of thing? And it's all sauteed together? Yeah, it's so good. It's not sauteed. It's it's something else. It's something. So a lot of the, these are dishes you would have on Shabbos dinner on Friday yes. night, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, then let's talk about, okay, so we're, that's our, A, that all sounds totally delicious. B, um... For those of you not Jewish out there listening, um, Yom Kippur is the highest of holy days, Day of Atonement, and you fast for 24 hours, you go yep. to the temple all day, and you try it's to make so your... so cool. Really? Wait, wait. I've never heard that word associated with Yom yeah. Kippur. It is a nice day to sort of kind of come to terms with yourself and mm-hmm. just sort of like, yeah, look day in the mirror for a little while. Yeah. It's a little scary. So that's my next question. So at Breakfast, traditionally, for most of us sort of Ashkenazi Jews here in America... Bagels and spreads, Bagels right? and white fish and lox and cream cheese so and chopped I, liver. That's delicious. I but. would love it if my family would offer such dairy delights. Instead, <laughs> we are forced to have this like... My grandmother hosts the breakfast every year, the one from Turkey, who is like still mentally in Turkey. The one from Turkey. Just yeah. referred to her as the one from, so the what, one from so Turkey. So is she busting out the rice and stuff or what? She, yeah, she's busting out the rice. She makes a kosher beef, beef stroganoff. Like that's not the stuff you wow. want to eat. You don't eat beef stroganoff in September? No, no. Who wants to eat that ever? Because you have to make it with margarine for it to be kosher because then oh, it's dairy. God, yeah. Also, I always took it that the reason us more conventional Jews here in America had the dairy delight spread on Yom Kippur breakfast um, is because it was easier to digest and you didn't want big, rich, heavy, meaty things after yeah, a day of not I would not agree eating. with you on that. We sat next to each other at a dinner a couple years ago during a Bon Appetit fashion, food and fashion event for the designer Tom Brown at La Grenoille, mm-hmm. uh, famous French restaurant in the East 50s. Um, and at the time... First of all, you're pretty young. You're what, 26 I am 26. Now? Six. Um, you've had remarkably quick success, and we can talk about that. But at the time when you were 24, you said you did not really cook at all. You had, you came from a household where food was very interesting, and your mom cooked a lot, and your grandmother. But have you since learned anything? Have you, have you gotten busy in the kitchen? Yeah. So I think that my relationship with food, I, I intellectualize every relationship I have with everything. And my, my relationship with food at that period was very much um, Ruth Reichel. 
not becoming my mother. <laughs> you, you, you can't say Ruth Reichel. Come on. <laughs> I feel like I may as well. Well, here. I just, that is I awesome. I said Choresh. <laughs> Ruth Reichel. Anyways, uh, Wait, Ruth, Ruth Reichel. Former, uh, Ruth Reich. Um, that, what, that would not be good. Um, but it was a lot of like not becoming my mother, right? Yes. And my mom had kept a, a, a beautiful home that I only was able to appreciate after I started to build my own home. But I just didn't want to cook because I thought that it would conflict with my being a working woman and you know, doing everything that I was trying to do and build in my life professionally. And you and you were working right out of the gates. You started Man Repeller when you were still in college, mm-hmm. finishing up at, at the new school? Yeah, I was a junior. Yeah, so you you hit the ground running. I sure did. Who has time to cook? Yeah. Well, and I, my dad, every time my mom would try to teach me how to cook, my dad would be like, Laura, why are you wasting your time? This feminist is not That's going to cook. That's funny because I thought your name was Leandra. My mom's Mom, name Oh, is Laura. Laura. He's telling, why are you wasting your day? Okay, okay yeah. there you go. Um, My mom's Laura. <laughs> this feminist is not going to cook. What? So so in the last couple of years, have you found time? Uh, I have. So, okay, so that was my relationship with food back then. I have since gone on to reintellectualize it. And um, I, I think I've been able to determine that it is such an important language among families and friends. And it's totally the centerpiece of connecting with people. It's where we gather. Yeah. And as a result of that, I have sort of felt like I was doing a disservice to myself, not picking up on the tremendous influences that I grew up around that I have clearly largely taken for granted and have only consumed. So I've been learning how to cook. I've been doing a little bit more. I make smoothies on Saturday mornings. See, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, when, but, so the question is, though, learning to cook, are you learning to cook the food of your mother or the food of New York City? I, I think it's a combo platter. Mm-hmm. I think I'm trying to <laughs> literally for eleven ninety nine. <laughs> I'm really trying to integrate both. My husband and I are both quite healthy eaters, and you know we very much believe in the whole organic, grass fed food. Do you movement. like? So you're a fan of whole food. I'm a fan of whole foods, <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Um, so your husband AB, you got married a few mm-hmm. years ago, yeah. And and so have you had time to sort of set up your house? And do you have like the kosher dishes and all that, or you order out every night? Basically. Well, so that was a given when we were registering for our wedding. It was like these will be our meat dishes, these will be our dairy dishes, and we also have a set of glass dishes because those can go either way. That's a lot of storage for a New York City apartment. Yeah. Wow, that's you just got to just deal with that. Mm-hmm. I never even thought about that. Like the kosher kitchen has to be bigger. Yeah. So I'm pretty creative about my plate use. Like there's one next to my bed and that's where all my jewelry is. <laughs> and in case you're having friends over, you just take that plate and yeah, put it on the table. Exactly. Well, let's talk about just food and fashion. And, and, and we at the magazine started doing this feast or fashion uh, series about four years ago. We're pairing um, sort of best chefs out there with some of the best designers and doing events and um, there was, you know, there, I remember people at first saying, food and fashion, that's insane. No one in fashion eats. Uh, what do, when people say that, what, what, what's your take? Um, I find it a little bit infuriating. It is unlikely that a hardworking woman who's up, or a man, who's up every day at 7 or 8 a.m. is not eating. Yes, that would be impossible almost. Uh, yeah, it's very hard. Um, I think that a lot of people in this industry care about what they look like and work really hard in order to maintain a shape. So, you know, you'll make time to go to a a. 7am workout class, but you're not going to compromise having your freaking lunch sandwich. Exactly. I think, I think my take and just having been around the fashion world for a while is that nowadays, um, and maybe it's part of this food revolution and eating healthy, but I also think I, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes with the fashion world, but I think now people are more fit than they are skinny. 
Like mm-hmm. that there is a premium put on going to exercise class and eating well. And it's yeah. not just cigarettes and martinis anymore. It's pretty excellent that the narrative is changing. It's just, it's not considered like vogue to be tiny, tiny, tiny and twiggy. Is that a lowercase V or uppercase V? It's Well, it's both because we <laughs> are at One World Trade. Yes. And Connie Nass and Vogue is one of our sister labels. But I like Carly Kloss is someone who I think has been at, she's been a pioneer of changing our conception of what a good body in 2015 looks like. And Carly is a very famous model and tall who also has her, does her own little line of like vegan cookies, cookies for Milk Bar. Yeah. Uh, David Chang sort of. She has an incredible body and she's super, super tall and very thin, but she does not look like she's starving herself. And if you look back at the models who have truly been able to achieve super status, none of them were so thin that they were going to crack in half in the middle of the runway. No. I also think what's interesting about fashion and food is that so many of the gathering points happen at restaurants. There are always like the famous restaurants and dinners and you're Mm -hmm. constantly, I imagine you're constantly being invited to a bazillion dinners. Yes. Yeah. Do you go to many? I'm so popular. (laughs) I get invited (laughs) everywhere. Um, I do. I go to them pretty frequently. Specifically to that point, I think that when you when you think about connecting with your friends and seeing them, like sure you can sit around a table like this and chat, audio equipment, yeah, present or headphones not. on. But so much more fun is the thought of that conversation with like a big breakfast spread or a bottle of wine. Any shows in particular you're looking forward to this week? And do you look forward to shows, or is it just a job? No, I do look forward to shows. I think that a lot of the writing of Man Repeller is uh, set, or the, the vibe, the the intellectual motives of the site are set during specifically September Fashion Week. So much interesting like, talent emerges out of New York, London, Milan, and I mean Paris the most. That's that's like where the like the dense smarts are. All right, so we're going to segue to mm-hmm. our lightning round. Oh, cool! It's either or questions. Here we go. Uh, Variety of topics, all somewhat related to you, and or and we'll see. Number one, bagel or bialy? Uh, bialy. Nice. How do you take it? I don't know. Everything and with tofu cream cheese. What? Tofu cream cheese. Wow. Mm-hmm. And tomato and cucumber if they have it. Damn, girl. Mm-hmm. Mm. You got to toast them. Yeah. I think some non-New Yorkery types. A, ba- a bialy is kind of like a flattened bagel That's with a flagel. like flagel with some sort of like kind of caramelizey onion situation so in the middle good. and seeds and. Really, really good. Um, we just we just finished up summer. You you've been out on the island a lot. Uh, pool or beach? It depends on whether or not I want to swim. No, you have one answer. Don't give me the depends. Okay, nonsense. pool because I like swimming. Oh, oh, well, you're saying if you go to the beach, you don't swim? Mm-mm. Why not? I don't know. Sharks, jellyfish. <laughs> sharks. It has been, it's been a lot of shark talk this summer. Um, Every week was Shark Week. Yoga or Soul Cycle? Soul cycle. Really? Sorry. What's your what? How often do you go? And once a week, if if it's good, it's like a dance party when I, you want to just let some steam out. Um, <laughs> I think I know the answer to this one. Um, harem pants or high waisted jeans? High waisted jeans. Yeah. Let's talk about your husband. Anniversary or Valentine's Day? Anniversary. Really? Mm-hmm. What do you guys do usually for your anniversary? I don't know. We high five for still being married. <laughs> It's been three years or something. Yeah. Um, Barney Greengrass or Russ and Daughters? Russ and Daughters. Wow, that was a quick one. But yeah. you're an uptown girl, though, right? I know. But, you but make, I really like Russ and Daughters. You make the trek. Have you been yeah. to the up Russ and Daughters Cafe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Birkenstocks or flip flops? Flip flops. Nice. Do you have a brand that you like, or do you not like to talk about endorsing various brands? I like Javianas. 
They're pretty awesome. Green juice or green tea? Mm, neither. Wow. What's your what's your go to bev? Mm, Besides like a blueberry Lecon. banana smoothie. All right, that sounds good. Oh, this is one or of H two O. I'm pretty big on water. Last question. I think it's the last question. This is one of our go to questions always. Butter or olive oil? Olive oil. Really? Yeah. Because you can butter eat. looks like a clogged artery to me. <sighs> Wow, that's depressing. That's going to depress me forever now. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe think about that the next time you smear it on your bread. <laughs> Damn. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, Leandra Medine, founder of manrepeller.com. Check out your new podcast. Yeah. Can you just go to the and site? the one that we already launched, which is called Oh Boy. Nice. And that we can access that on your site, correct? You sure can. Or in the iTunes podcast app. And... And your Instagram account is? Man Repeller or Leandra Medine, depending on what you want to see. Lots of husband or lots of fashion. I think probably more people want lots of fashion. Not that well, AB's not a cool dude and all, but Whatever. Whatevs.edu. I'm Adam Rapport. You're listening to the Bon Appetit Foodcast. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. This podcast is brought to you by executive producer Bell Cushing and project manager Carrie Polis with editing by Mitra Kaboli. The theme music is by Valerie and the Greedies. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.